0: All right. Good. So nice to be back in person, though. I wish the back in person had been over there and not over here. Uh, Maybe another time. We are learning Maseches, Nazir, Daf, Nun, Aleph, and we're starting on Nunamud Beis, two-thirds of the way down at the two dots. And we've been discussing what are some of the things that would cause for a Nazir to become Tameh. And we have been somewhat graphic in the various body parts and iterations of body parts that would... Uh, create tuma for a nazir, and one of the things that we discussed was a spoonful of the dust of a of a of a body after a body begins to decompose, and we are for better or for worse going to detail still more uh, the graphics of what this actually means, and the Gemara says v'kama What is the sheer for this tarvad, for this amount of uh, of body, says the Gemara, seems to be a palmful of of uh, of, of body dust. I don't know what the right words are. Uh, this should be a phrase that's familiar from Mishnayis. And Melo according to many, is two hands. That's Melo Chofnav Biyomakipurim. So that's what the Gemara says as Melo Chofnav in the Amoraim. Uh, and then the Gemara says, it's not only Rain, seemingly in the Tanayim also, it's we have a Mishnah. This Mishnah is found in the Toseft on Olos, tarvad Rekev, Sha'amru, when the Chachamim said that there was a tarvad, that there's a spoonful or a, a heap of uh, this body dust, that's Yeshno, me'ikr etzba'os, ulemala, from the base of your fingers and onward. We don't know which direction yet. We're not sure if it's toward the wrist or is it toward the fingers, because very different amounts, because you can cup... The palm of your hand much better than you can your fingers, um, and uh, that's to be Rav Meir. Now, obviously, Bishla Malav Yochanan and who they both have the same language of Malochovna. That's obvious. El Chizkia, Keman, Lo Kirab Meir, Vlo Kirabanan. who says that language is not reflected in the Shita of Rav Meir. So Chizkia said, said Rav Meir said, "What was his language?" May so Amri, the Gemara responds, okay, it's different phraseologies, but it actually means the same thing. No problem. It's the same exact year. How do you know it's from the base of your fingers to the ends of your fingers? Maybe you're wrong. Maybe it's not the same measure. It says the Gemara, we don't know what that shita is. Meaning, it's really a broader question of how this sheetah was even created in the first place. If the sheet of is not found in the Tanayim, where did he get it from? Which is a reason to assume that he did find it in the Tanayim, but nevertheless, the Gemara accepts this question as a valid question and ends with a teku. Top of Nun Aleph, amud Aleph. The Gemara says, Rabbanan, mace yesh lo rekev. Not every mace on planet Earth qualifies for its body's dust to be rekev. Why? Because there's uh, there are things that influence and there are things that infiltrate. Certainly the people that we bury in our community are buried in pine boxes. In due time, the wood uh, rots away by all the moisture and then animals can get in. Fine. So then that, that wouldn't count. We'll see right now. If a person is buried without clothing and they're buried in a marble casket, or they're buried in some type of... A solid stone, a cave of some kind. However, In all of these cases, In other words, we have to make sure that there's no impurities in the rekev. Otherwise, we're going to assume that it's not going to be mitame, the nazir. So we're really asking a nazir question. We, we have to remember, we have to come back out to the 30,000 feet. It's very easy to forget what we're talking about. How does a nazir become tummy with a shell shalmes? How does it work? A rekev shell tarved. So it has to be pure. It can't be uh, with impurities at all. Mm-hmm. Um, our and another din, another qualification to this din, is ain rekev, when do we say that there's rekev? That's only basar umin hagidim umin ha-atzomos. It has to be comprised of these three things. So now we're getting much more limited, the possibilities of a nazir becoming tummy from a, a, a tarbashal rekev. Esvei rava le'ula, there's a brysa. The brysa says, rekev habamina basar tahor. That's a brysa. The brysa says that rekev, the uh, dust of the de- de- decomposed body that comes from purely flesh is Torah. What does that imply? hamino etzem tameh, but what 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 vafal It implies that we're, we only have some of the three ingredients. It says the Gemara, we should read it this way: Rekev min we need both, says the Gemara, wait one second we have three requirements you're only talking about two, the Gemara says, says as a halachic assumption and maybe a biological one as well it's not possible we know scientifically as well that tendons and ligaments attach to muscles and that's very likely what we're, not tendons but ligaments attached to muscles and that's a very likely uh, assumption and it's certainly a halachic one so we don't assume that once you have bone and flesh, we assume that there uh, Gidim as well, Amar of Shmuel, more impurity aspects of Rekiv. Amar bar Amar If two people are buried in the same exact burial plot, so then Nasu Galgalim, they are considered to be mixed with one another, and that will not be considered Rekiv. That will not be considered a Tarbut Shel So. Let's paint two distinct cases. One person buried in one place in the perfect uh, marble coffin with no clothes. And he decomposes the tarvat shalreka, whatever the shear is, tummy for a nazir. Two people buried in that same place, no tarvat shalreka, okay? Because there's impurities. Masi Ravnasan, wait one second. We have another din, and we actually saw this already. Rekef habami bez mesim tummy. We, we, that's not true. To, so it says the Gemara, no. That's when they're buried separately. And then and then their decomposing bodies combine underground, but they were not buried that way. They'd have to be buried in some unique way where each person is buried in a, their marble casket and then they spill into one another afterwards. Then uh, that is that is going to be tummy. But if in fact they were buried together initially, so then when you're picking up that Tarvad, that uh, tarot Shal-Req if that's not considered to be Tuma. Similarly, Amar Rabba Rab Amar when we're talking about impurities that are inside the Kever, the Gemara says, Gazaz Saro, if there are hair shavings, vikivro Imo, and it's buried with him, Nasilo Galgalen. That's also considered an impurity, even though it was used to be part of his body. But now that it's no longer part of his body, so says the Gemara, that's no longer a din of tarachel rechim. That means if you take a scoop of that, he had a haircut and they put the hair in afterwards. I don't don't know who does that, but we don't do that. We don't cut people's hair. We don't cut people's nails. We leave it. So says the Gemara. That's the din. Tanan husam. Wait one second. The only time that we have this idea of of Mace b'meis is it excludes their hair. And the Gemara says, well, it's when they're chiburan, the kulant But if they're separated, then it's in fact an interrupter, and therefore it would not be considered tamay. Let's say that the mace was supposed to get a haircut. Again, whatever the custom is, I don't know, but that's the Gemara's question. If he was supposed to get a haircut, or tziporin ha'omed li and he was supposed to get his nails cut, but he was buried without them getting cut. My, do we say that the anticipatory cutting counts as cutting? Do we say, <laughs> Do we look at it as what theoretically should have happened? Or do we say, Lemai said they're still attached? This is a very halachic question, right? So, almost a lumdish question of how we treat you. You had a haircut of three. And then, and then you're not around anymore. So then, how do we view that? So the Gemara says, why don't we say v'nifshel? We should learn this answer. We're a little bit more than halfway down, two thirds of the way down on nunalef. On nunalef says the Gemara deraba bar bar-chana. What did Raba bar barchana say? mishum hello, gazas. Hello, Lo Let why are you making things complicated? But the language that we had a couple of lines ago of Raba Barbar Khana was gusasaro v'kavro imo nasilo galgolim. So that's gazaz. It's if it's Gaza's, not if it's not Gaza's. Really, the question is like this Gaza's, everyone agrees, everyone agrees that if the hair is cut and is separate of the body when it's put in the kever, at least public, everyone's going to agree that that's Gaul and that the Tarvit Shalrekiv would not apply in such a case. Low Gaza's, the only question is if it wasn't Gaza's. A little subtle reframing of the question to say of course we know that if it's gazas that's Pasha that's obvious the only question we're asking by is by low gazas and the gemara does not provide the answer me boy the question remains we're going to see a whole host of questions that don't get answered some of some of them do many of them don't over the next half of an number boy Mahu? what if the body's decomposition turning to powder as the body decomposes is from the heel why are we asking about the heel it's dead skin. A lot of dead skin, but frankly, we know scientifically all of our outer layer of skin, by and large, is dead skin. So we're going to discuss that a little bit more. But the achive is a very pronounced area of the body. What about our elbows? What about our knees? But certainly, and remember, we wear shoes. So, like in a culture where they were wearing garbage shoes or walking straight on the ground, way more likely to have calluses. But even we have calluses. Fine. So it says the Gemara, Can it apply from the whole body? But it doesn't apply by the Ekev, because that was dead already. Or perhaps does it not matter? Let's see if we can bring an answer. Tashma. He brings a Brisa. What does the Brisa say? Short Brisa. If you have Rekev from two bodies, they are Tamev then hacha If you're going to say that these two bodies that decompose together are tummy as we saw earlier, why aren't you excluding the heels? Must therefore be that the heels are no different than any other part of the body. But any other part of the body says the Gemara. No, if we're talking about a whole body that is dying and decomposing, the person dies I agree that the whole body would be tummy. We're only talking about one limb that is decomposing, The mahu, and it's located near the feet. So then that's teku, that we don't know the answer. So really, we give credence to this question in the form of a teku. We don't really know the response in the Gemara as to whether or not a person's heel has a halachic difference when that one aver is what is decomposing. Next question, six lines from the bottom. Nebuchadnezzar if a woman passes away with a fetus in utero, do we say that it's havegalgulim, that they're two separate entities, and therefore, when the mother and fetus decompose, uh, we would therefore say that it's not tarbat shel because it's no different than two people. Oh lo, or perhaps would we say that they are considered one entity? Mar Ubar Yerech Imo. We've learned in earlier masechtas. Where did we learn this? says Tamura. I thought we had this in Shas already. Uber Yerachimo? Anyone? You, cool. Oh, I thought we learned it in Shas earlier. Okay. Oh, I taught Tamura. Maybe that's why. I started, Rabbi Friedman left in September. dafiomi started in January, so we learned Tamura. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe we learned Tamura. Croesus Is Croesus Tamura? I don't know. A few of them yeah. But I don't even know what they're called anymore. I don't know. So the Gemara says we have a din of Uber Yerachimo, which has some certain halachic applications. So if we're saying Uber is Yerachimo, then Hilkach Kufahi, the Galgalim, it's really part of her. If it's part of her, then we don't treat the fetus as separate of the mother in the decomposition process. And then Lohave Galgalim, it's not going to be an impurity, it's all one body. Odilma Kaven de Sofo, let's say, is Mifrash parishmina. Or do we say that since in, in anticipation of birth, we know that birth will then create a separation between the fetus and the mother. Do we therefore look at it as that, even though everything has stopped development because the mother passed away? Unknown. even if you want to say, Ubar say and if you want to say, on the very last line of Nunalef, that really, yes, we view them as separate, and therefore it's gal and therefore it's an impurity, and the tarbachal record would not apply with a, a mother and her fetus, what about before the fetus is formed? Shekh mahu. What about finding shekh in the body, but um, not finding it, but knowing that there's shekh zera in the body, if she had mashamita before she died, would that be considered part of the establishment of having a child, and therefore the zera functions as one part of the body? Or no, Odilma, do we look at it as that possible separate ubar? In which case we would not. de lo itzar, because a child has yet to be created, ki gufa dami, it's all part of her, just a part of her. odilma alma or because it's an external factor. It's not, it's not a fluid from her body. It's an external factor. So that's also an unanswered question. Nunala, from three lines down. Papa What about fecal matter that's uh, in just in the intestinal tract? Mahu do we say? Since no one can survive without food, so It's part of her. It's all one thing, and therefore it's not galgalin. It's therefore not two separate entities, and therefore. All of the decomposition would count as Tarvichel Rekev. just like the Zerah, just like the Shehva Zerah would be considered potentially separate of her body as an external addition, so too that which is in the intestinal tract is considered to be separate. Don't know. Boy, What about skin? The Gemara's is that skin is not really considered part of the body. Uh, fascinating habamin. Take a look at... Um, Take a look at the uh, uh, take a look at Tosfos. Tosfos writes, "Oro Mahu gal So the Tosfos learns very clearly that or and the Havamina is not the same as the flesh, and that there's a distinction between them. No answer. Boy back in the Gemara. Bar menoh, what about saliva? What about phlegm? All of these parts. So all these questions of the the fluids within the body. The Gemara doesn't ask about dam. I assume just the most fundamental assumption is that okay. it's, is it's Chiyusa. And is if, is if it's, alone, it's a reveal of Dham alone, right, right? But would it be considered Gogolan? The Gemara doesn't even entertain the question. The Gemara doesn't even talk about it. So, L'Hora, it's, it's Chiyusa. The language of the Gemara before was Chiyusa. Okay. It's, okay. Not, it's not external. It really is completely internal. And what would be the other side to say that? I don't understand the skin question either. But, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think our assumptions are are biological in nature and theirs are halakhic in nature. Are the external. Correct. Everybody has perished in the system, but the, the the Ubar the Ubar is similar to blood. Yeah. The Ubar is similar. But it, again, it's its own discussion because Ubar Bime, Ubar is Yarachimo. Uh, potentially, potentially, right. Ten eight lines down. If you want to say that all of these things that we saw, the Sheik Vazera, the Pirsha, if you want to say that all of these cases are Galgalin, then there's never a case scenario. Everybody dies with something in their stomach. What's a possible case scenario where a person could die and their body should then be shy, the Tarva shall There's always going to be an impurity. (laughs) <laughs> Says the Gemara, Gertz. check this out. What did he do? <speaking in Spanish> he made the column. He he drank the drano, but well, whatever it is, whatever the equivalent was. And not only that, but Nasha, he put uh, this lime, uh, lime is on, all over the body, no hair left. And and his body was put in the Meitzveria, which is so hot. And even though we don't, we know it doesn't burn off, but it burns the skin in a in a way. What? Something like that. Again, I mean, biologically, we wouldn't have said this. We would have said that it cooked. We would have said something else. But either way, that would be a case scenario where we could have a case. Basically, Tarvichel Rekev is becoming less and less likely over the course of this conversation. It has to be in a marble box. And it can't have any impurities, even from its own body. Very complicated. But in that, that's, this is Torah, the Dachus is that when there is that rare case of of uh, of Tavrach HaRek'ev, that Nazir will be mamish tameh. <clears throat> Amir Rabbi, we have a tradition, naktinan Meishetachnu ein lo-rekev, God forbid a person's body gets ground up, no rekev, no din of rekev. Says the Gemara, I don't understand, Ibayilu, why? Tachanu v'chazer v'hirkiv the body was ground up in some way, and then afterward it decomposed in a way where it generated rekev. Why would we not say that? Okay, granted, everything is uh, no longer like it used to be, but there still are the same body parts. <laughs> if you're concerned with the prior requirement that it has to be, uh, they're all present. Odilma, perhaps, no. That's The only time we say that there's rekev is when the body is kibriyaso but is like the way God created it. But when the body decomposes, not as God created it, then there is no rekev. That'll be a very limiting factor. If a person has a Misa Mishunah, they die in an uncommon way. Teku, we don't know. Next, Tni, halfway down. Ula barchanina, Mace If there is a mace that has a missing limb, ain lo rekev, there's no din of tarvet shal rekev. And as well, the tfusa. Tfusa means connected to what is this talking about, that if there is a mace that has to be exhumed, so if any of the dirt that's in touch with the body is considered to be part of the mace, and has to be treated accordingly. But if they're missing a limb, then there's no din of tfusa by the dirt. And as well, if a body uh, had some kind of amputation, we typically assume that a cemetery, a halachic cemetery has at least three mason. But if one of the mason is missing a limb, then it doesn't qualify for the din of kvaros. So that's what Ula said. Masei, we have a brisa. Now, this b'risa is unrelated. It, it, it sound, it's We're only seeing part of a b'risa, so it's going to be a little bit unclear. We really, if we would have had time, we would have pulled the Mishnah from Adios. But the Mishnah says, lo, that's not true. Not referencing our previous sentence, but the sentence that we can't see. By a dead person, there could be a rov of the body or a rova a quarter of a kav of bones or malar, malotar rekev. Tomar bechai when regards to someone who's alive she ainlo lo rov velo rova velo velo marva velo melo tarva the but by a human being there can't be such a case it says gemara Hechidami, what are you talking about by a human being there's tarvotel recha <laughs> he's alive so it says the gemara Hechidami, don't no the the aver Maybe there could be one limb, gangrene. You have one limb. So how do we treat that? Is that a case which is halachically similar to uh, to a dead person, even when the person's alive? You okay, if have a person who really is an. I mean, he's alive. But he's he's alive, alive, but his limb right. is not alive. Mm-hmm. And it mamish decomposes. Is that so reckoned by a living person? So the Gemara says no. Mika tani we're actually missing a word here, and the the revan adds it in 15-20 lines from the bottom, halfway through the thick lines. Mika tani had Your explanation of the brisa is great, but it's not what the brisa says. Rather, ha shum lo a full body has a full dead body has a din of reqeb, shum chai ain't. And there's no such thing as a din of reqeb by a human being, even if he has gangrene, it doesn't matter. He's decomposing on the spot. It doesn't matter, that's not considered reqeb. Boy, the Gemara asks, Boy Rava, here keep Shehuchai. Let's say that his skin began to rot. The chazar mahu, it began rotting while he was alive, and then he died. But it rotted when he was alive. It just happened to be that he died now. So how do we view the rotting? If the rotting took place only uh, before he died, and now his body is decomposing for secondary reasons, how do we view that rekev? Kigmiri <laughs> gmiri when we learned the tradition of rekev, is that only irikiv when the decomposition occurred only when he died, odil or, mahashta hamais, or no, maybe, maybe it's dead already, and therefore it still considers to be part of decomposition. Tashma, let's see. So we quote the same brysa from Adios that we saw before, lo, imam rova. Um, what did we say over there? So the Gemara says and argues against this, trying to try to bring an answer, absolutely not. Same conclusion as before. We only have a din of rekev by dead, and no one alive can have a din of but we would conclude that if the if the rekev began while he was alive and died, then that seemingly would not be the same din as if it was it was already dead. So, have... so that means that means that let's say the limb the limb dies and it and it, 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 there's already a Tarvat shel rekev and then he dies it doesn't count. We need to decomposition to happen after so he dies. Have... So in those cases, the Tarvat shel rekev can't be measured from that. It can only be from decomposition after death. So we would if a Nazir picked up this you know heaping spoons worth of of decomposition from a dead man but from a body part to decompose while he was alive he would not be Tommy Mace but from another part of the body to decompose he would be Tommy Mace again all the way down to to the molecules it's a it's incredible I never want to be a dieme's it's, it's terrifying to learn Gemara. like I it's terrifying and this is real. If anyone was ever hesitating about Nazir before, Masech <laughs> Nazir. So you have enough fair don't warning. Drive down, don't drive down Pratt. Don't, don't drive, drive down Pratt. <laughs> all, the Shil- yeah. all the Shilas about Tumas Oil by the Goyim. I was driving, I've told this I was driving Yosef Schwartz's kid uh, to baseball and I like drove on the opposite side of the street. I didn't know. I communist or the rest. He was a Katan at the time. Now he's a Goto. But it's a Suffolk because of the Suffolk of the Tumas by a Okay. Three lines from the bottom. We're going to be. Huh? doesn't matter, got it? Okay. Huge difference. Really? It's it's Jewish by Jewish cemetery, it's Vada Etumaz. Et et uh, no, it's Vada No, The one by uh, Todd Hall? What? Yeah. yeah. Right. You're you're
1: I did not, not know that.
0: Yeah. The one by, by a, fruit people are buried? I didn't even know. Where were they? Brandon Brand East Bur. I think it's East yeah. yeah. It's, it's the time? school there on the corner. Yeah, it's the they were dying to go to school. Wow, I did not know. It's tiny. It's a small place. A few, a oh my gosh. His sister, his sister. Wow. Glad I drove on the wrong side of the street. Not <laughs> a not yeah. real. Yeah. What do you tell a police officer? Huh? What? do you tell a police officer? God's more important than you are. Although he probably wouldn't appreciate that. So, okay. Uh, we're going to be jumping. We're going to extract from here to a slightly different sugya. Boyi if what we've learned so far is true. Nimala, if a person eats an ant, but shechasra, one of its legs is missing, mahu, what's the din? Now, we know, of course, that ants are not a sheer proper because they're tiny. They don't, they don't fill So the din is that, uh, that there's a halacha that when we have something called a beria, when you have something that is very small, but it is complete, so then, that's an Isra daraisa. So we've learned in other places in Shas, if you eat a bug, you violate a whole host of isur, and that's only if it's a full bug. So do we say shiura gemirin mm-hmm. or oh, I need to eat the whole ant and it's missing a leg? O beria or is this considered a beria? Why is it still considered a beria if it's missing a leg? So take a look at uh, at Toswos, all the way at the bottom. O a beria re'uya since it's mm-hmm. still a barrier because even if that spider is missing a leg it can still walk i didn't know that until works. i saw this tospos barrier is not defined by complete it's defined by functional it's mm-hmm. defined by living even though it's not complete that still is of a barrier i didn't know that you know when you were kids maybe when you were adults you put honey out and the bee comes in and the body like slowly breaks into pieces so if only one leg that's still a barrier and if it's not, if it mamash falls apart, then it's not a bear anymore. I didn't know that. So that's the Gemara Sakiras. So it says the Gemara top of Nunbeis. We'll stop at the two dots in about eight lines. We have a brysa. In regards to Shratzim, we have two parts of the Psukim that seem to say different things. First of all, it says Bohem, yachol You might have thought the whole animal. No, Tamadomar Mayhem says the Gemara. Well, Imehem. If you thought the whole one, then then maybe only part. This is a very cyclical type of, of logic. And it creates this difficult question of HaKetsad. What is this scenario of whole but part? Says the Gemara, We're talking about a case of touching a Sheret, which is only a part of an animal, that is equivalent to, an whole, to a whole animal. What is What is that? It's an amount of a sheretz at the size of, a, of a, a very whatever, it's a very small a lentil. And the Gemara says, When we're talking about these kinds of animals and their embryonic phases, they are only considered to be life at this size. So when a sheretz is at this size, it can be metame even though it's only part of an animal. So this is the blend. of It counts as a whole animal, even though it's only part of an animal. Sh'ma shi'ura gemirila, and therefore the Gemara says it, that ant would be considered chaser, and it would not be a den of a barrier. Amar of Sh'maya, when we ask this question, shi'ura b'de, havya ki adasha. Are we saying that there is no neshama there? But if, in fact, we see that the larva, whatever it is, starts moving around, now all of a sudden it's alive, we don't know the answer to that. So that's what the Gemara says in all of these cases. In short, uh, it is very difficult to fulfill the isser of a nazar becoming tummy me, with melotar vachal reqib. It's very, very difficult with all the qualifications, with very little room for interruption and impurities. Even if he's wearing tachrichen, you're done. You're done. Because if it falls apart... The only exclusion would be is if the Tachrichen are in perfect form and everything else is decomposed. Okay, fine. But otherwise, it's very, very difficult to violate this isser. And the way to avoid it entirely is to not become a (laughs) Nazar. We'll stop right here and pick up Amir Hashem tomorrow night with a blot and a half. Nice to see you all in person. Wishing you all a beautiful night.